In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All these evils come from within, and they defy. This beautiful Labor Day weekend, you may know that during the past number of weeks we have been reading from the sixth chapter of the Gospel of St. John, receiving the Lord Jesus' doctrine on the Holy Eucharist, and now we are back to the Gospel of St. Mark, the seventh chapter, as our Lord Jesus is making his way into Jerusalem. He encounters these Pharisees and unveils part of the nature of the human heart, right? It's not from without that defiles. Awesome. Bacon cheeseburgers, I can eat them. Great. They're from the outside. It's from in that defiles. And bacon cheeseburgers every single day of the week. Gluttony and folly. That defiles. And are we not living in times when the defiling things from within people's hearts are being laid bare. We are having the Lord God, through the agents of the world, unveil certain men who have cloaked themselves in the veneer of religion, meanwhile giving vent to defilement fundamentally from unchastity, greed, deceit, blasphemy, and arrogance. It is sort of laid bare before us. Now to give context, I wish to read a paragraph from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. I usually don't have big fat books on the altar. I'm sure I'm reading from. This is my catechism I've had since I was in the seminary that has all my notations on it. For those taking notes at home, this starts at paragraph 675. Before Christ's second coming, the church must pass through a final trial that will shake the faith of many believers. The persecution that accompanies her pilgrimage on earth will unveil the mystery of iniquity in the form of a religious deception, offering men and women an apparent solution to their problems at a price of apostasy from the truth. The supreme religious deception is that of the Antichrist, a pseudo-messianism by which humankind glorifies itself in the place of God and in the place of his Messiah come in the flesh. The church will enter the glory of the kingdom only through the final Passover when she will follow her Lord in his death and resurrection. The kingdom will be fulfilled not by a historic triumph of the church through a progressive ascendancy, but only by God's victory over the final unleashing of evil which will cause his bride to come down from heaven. Now, I do not give this quotation out of any notion that we're sort of at the end of the world or in the last days. I mean, anyone who tells you that the they know when the end of the world is, is committing direct blasphemy. Our Lord is clear. No one knows the day nor the hour. So the end of the world will come whenever it does. I'm not concerned with that. But it is to put in context. God knows I did not choose to live in this age and time in the church. I am assuming you did not either, but here it is. It is understood clear Christian theology that the church's purification will not come through an endless ascendancy.
but through a trial of which this age may certainly be a part. We don't choose the days in which we live. They are given to us, and we must approach them according to the gospel law. Out of the heart come these things that defile. Well, I don't know about you, but I have a heart. I assume you have a heart. And so, yes, all the good things that come from a human heart are there, but all the defiling things that come from a human heart are there. Take a rather, uh, let's say, earthy analogy. You might walk into the bathroom and find it well-used and unflushed and say, this is gross and disgusting and smells and I hate it and who did this? And you'd be right, it is gross and it does stink. But for you to sit there and rant and rave, what good is that going to do? The stink will just remain. What do you have to do? You've got to grab the plunger, put a little elbow grease into it, back and forth until it comes out. That's all there is to do. Right. Now, I bring this up. It's sort of a soft advertisement for our Find Your Greatness event. You need virtue to overcome the defiling agents that spring up from the heart. It's not enough to simply point it out, right? If I knocked on your door tomorrow with a plunger in my hand and said, let me into the bathroom, I want to see if there's anything stinky in there. You'd be like, whoa, throwing it back, Father. Let's have a little coffee and get to know each other first, all right? And so that's the need to grow in these deep virtues. Am I grateful to be living these days? No. Am I glad that someone's opening the door and saying, hey, man, you know, somebody dropped the deuce in the bathroom. That's what happened. There it is. Point it out. See it. Do I like it? I don't. Do I love it? I don't. Is it there? Yes. Plunge it out. The only way to do that is if you got the plunger, know how to use it, and have the virtue to go in there. I was talking to some of my priest friends. I said, I think sometimes a white, shiny porcelain toilet is a good image of what a priest should be. He takes in all of the muck of humanity and by the grace given to him, flushes it down. His prayer life is the air freshener that makes sure the room smells nice when it's all over. But if that priest or bishop doesn't have that virtue, the rot just sits there. Well, no different for you, brother or sister. I'm no better than you. I pray, God, I'm not that much worse. I'm probably better looking, but that's a subjective decision, so we don't know that for certain. What we do know is this. Let's pick up that virtue. Lead the way. Sing and worship and praise the good God. And then go out in the world. The bright light of Christ in our hearts. A nice, sturdy plunger in our hands ready to root it out of my life first, my neighbors and life of the church, wherever it is. This is our age, and let's go out and live it to the best of our ability in the glory and the power of Jesus Christ our Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.